Welcome to the Life Church of Kansas City podcast. Please consider following, sharing, and supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com. May you be blessed by the word of God. Jonah chapter 1 and chapter 2 and then Matthew chapter 12. Jonah chapter 1 verse 17 and then chapter 2 verse 1, 2 and 10 and then Matthew 12 and verse 40. Thank you for the beautiful room and hospitality. Thank you for all you do for the kingdom of God, this wonderful church. Appreciate the honor to be here each year. It's an honor and exciting time. And I have felt this in my spirit for a couple of weeks now. Jonah chapter 1, verse 17. Now the Lord prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Chapter 2, verse 1. Jonah prayed, and the Lord is God out of the fish's belly. Somebody say, out of the fish's belly. And cried, and said, he said, and cried, by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me out of the belly of hell. Somebody say the belly of hell. Cried I, and thou heardest my voice. Verse 10, the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited out Jonah upon the dry land. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 40 says, for as Jonas or Jonah was in three days and three nights in the whale's belly. Somebody say the whale's belly. So shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. My assignment tonight is to preach to you a whale of a miracle. A whale of a miracle. And there will be miracles in here tonight. I release the gift of faith right now in this room from the front to the back. And people will be healed in their bodies, in their marriages, in their homes, and in their minds tonight in Jesus' name. If you love them, would you say amen? You may be seated. The God of the impossible. One of the main reasons that I serve him is because nothing is ever over with God. No matter how bad it gets. We serve someone that can get the last word every single time. You can put somebody in a graveyard and fill them with demons and absolutely think they'll never get out. But if he walks across that sea and gets to that spot, they will be. You can bury Lazarus in a tomb and four days later when you've gone home and are crying he will walk into the graveyard and tell that dead guy to get out of the that's why I serve him because nothing is over until he says it's over the doctor may say it's over but I don't quit the counselor may say it's over but I don't quit because I have a God named Jesus who can do exceeding abundantly above all I ask or think some of you believe he can do it some of you do not but I will tell you he can heal any cancer cell in your body right now he can deliver your backslidden child tonight he can save your marriage tonight he is able to do anything For with God, nothing shall be impossible. 
that's why I go to passing the mantle on Friday night. No matter what I'm feeling in my mind or my spirit or my emotions because God can get the last word. And no matter what you've gotten yourself into, he is the way maker. He delivers people from the strongest addictions daily. He specializes in the impossible. I know we know all the new songs now, but I like the old stuff. He set me free. He set me free. He broke the bonds. Some of you don't even know if that's a, it's a real song. A prison for me. I'm glory bound. There's something about knowing what he did for you that should make you worship him no matter what anybody on your pew is doing. Because if it had not been for the Lord that was on your side, where would you be? Jonah got himself into a whale. Nothing like disobeying God. I don't care what anybody tells you. Disobey God, you will pay for it eventually. And Jonah doesn't want to preach God's word. Jonah runs from God like God is blind and can't see him. Jonah gets in a boat. God throws a windstorm at him. Jonah ends up in the sea. Whale swallows him up. This never should have happened. Have you ever had anything happen in your life that never should have? Have you ever had a relationship that never should have happened? An argument that never should have happened? A situation that never should have happened? And this is yet another reason why I praise him. Because even though I make crazy, dumb mistakes that I never should make, he's a God that when I've made a mess out out of everything, he can come down in the worst situation and turn the mess into a miracle. Can anybody testify I was a mess, but God got in the situation, and here I am. And he is swallowed by a whale, and he's in the belly of the whale. Contrary to what your mind is thinking, he was not swimming around exploring I wonder what this does. I don't think he was having the time of his life sightseeing. He is now inside the belly of the whale. But the Bible said that God had prepared this whale. I like the fact that When I'm going to make a mess and God knows I'm going to make a mess, he prepares things in advance for the mess I'm going to make that I don't think I'm going to make because he loves me so much. I know some of you are so perfect and you've never dropped the ball ever. That's why you're a non-worshipper. But most of the people that worship God in here realize... that he prepared the fish... Knowing I would drop the ball. 
There's a whole lot more to this story than you think there is. Are you ready? It is scientifically impossible for a human being to live inside the belly of a whale for three days. Number one, there is no oxygen in a whale's stomach. Unless God put it there. You can't live three minutes in a whale's stomach, let alone three days, unless God put oxygen in a stomach instead of lungs. In a place that Jonah should be suffocating, he is surviving instead. This is why Jonah took his time praying. Because he knew I should be dead right now. But because I'm breathing, he must, uh, he must still have a plan for me. I don't know what your Bible says, but mine says, let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. Have you ever been in a situation that should have taken your breath away, but the hand of God was involved and you knew somehow I am surviving because God has breathed in this. I want some survivors to praise him right now. I want some people that should be dead to praise him right now. Some people that should be in the grave but you're at passing the mantle because God let you survive an atmosphere that you never should have survived because God prepared it there's always more to your miracle than you praise him for. You just praise him because the car missed you at the intersection. You don't know that he had the car hold up five minutes before that, slow down from 74 to 72. You just think it missed. Now God was preparing it. Shataya, the entire time. That's how much he loves you. The devil cannot defeat you. The devil cannot take you out. God is on your side. And if God before you... Who can be against Somebody shout, but there's more. He's in the belly. Whales are carnivores. They have enzymes, enzymes called proteins called lipase, which increase metabolism as well as assist in the digestion of food. Most whales have three stomachs or three compartments to their stomach where they store food, grind food, process food, and then pass food along. The main stomach secretes hydrochloric acid and pepsin to break down the food. In other words, if you get in a whale's belly, the acid in the whale will eat you alive. Unless God disables the enzyme. Stuff 
that should be eating you alive can't touch you when the God of peace is inside the whale with you. Oh, I know some of you don't know what that means, but you should have lost your mind already. But there was a peace that you cannot describe. It passes all understanding. I'll tell you what it was. It was the maker of the fish that said you cannot go any further. You cannot eat her. You cannot destroy him. That's why I praise him. Because when I should lose everything, something says, trust me. Lean not to your own understanding. Acknowledge me in all your ways. I'll direct your path. God disabled. I feel, like the, I feel like telling someone, God's about to disable some co-workers who are eating your lunch, stealing your peace, taking every bit of joy you have as soon as you walk in the door. When you walk in Monday morning, thus saith the Lord, I will disarm them. I will disable them. I will shut their mouth like I shut the lion's mouth. I am the God that goes before thee and can prepare the atmosphere. Somebody shout, but there's more. Somebody shout, it's about to get gross. He was in the fish's belly my whole life. I've thought that meant stomach, abdomen. But belly here in the Hebrew is me'e, intestines. Who wants to call a fast right now? He's being digested. Things that should be eating him are pushing him to the intent. This is, this is why this is crazy. This isn't supposed to happen because a whale's intestines are about two centimeters wide. Unless God stretches them. Some of you are in awe right now because your God's still alive and he actually does this stuff. I know it's going to blow your mind that he heals more than headaches, but he actually does stuff called miracles. You're not supposed to even get in. You talk about spiraling downward. (laughs) That was gross, but it was funny. Life is really spiraling when you're in a whale's intestines. Oh, that was for free, but that was good. He is not supposed to fit in the whale's intestines. They're not large enough to hold a human. But when God starts stretching things, you can start surviving things that normally you'd get stuck in. Mm, Okay. Okay. Have you ever had God give you room? I didn't say God gets you out. Have you ever had God give you room? He left you in the mess, but still gave you room and space. That's why I like it when people come to the house of God and they haven't got their miracle yet, but they've got a little bit of space and they don't waste their space. 
That's why you can't you can't be be swayed by the non-worshiping critical spirit sitting beside you. You've got, I'm sorry, I may only have two feet. I may not be out of the mess, but when if God gives me a little room, I'm gonna. I'm stuck, but I'm a praiser. I'm stuck, but I'm a worshiper. The rent is due, but he's worthy. I don't have any money, but he's still God. I don't know how I'm going to pay the carpet, but he's still able. When they threw the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace, the Bible said they were, they got, the fire burned the bands off. They were loose, and they were walking. Hell's mistake was they made the furnace too big. Before God gets you out of it, he makes sure you've got room enough to celebrate in it. Some of you will see your walls fall when you start shouting before you see them crack. And if you could, uh, if you could learn to praise him while you're stuck in a system, God can get you out of anything. There's a term for courage in the unpleasant. It's called intestinal fortitude. I now know where this was birthed. <laughs> Some of you need to wake up. But this is where it gets fun, Brother Caleb. Because he's in the intestines of a fish. But he said, I cried out from hell's belly. And hell's belly is not the same Hebrew word as fish's belly. The belly of the fish, I said, is me'eh, which means intestines. But the belly, when describing hell, is betan in Hebrew. It means the womb. is so fun he said everything is telling me I'm gonna end up as waste but I prophesy in the darkest place that even though I'm in the belly of hell I'm coming out of this thing before it's over Oh, some of you don't even have a clue what this level of prophetic anointing is. Anybody can prophesy over their future when the money's in the bank, health is in your body, and you're laughing at home with your family. But when all hell breaks loose and you can't see your way out and you don't know what to do, you need to open up your mouth and declare, I am coming out of this. I don't know how. I don't know when. Hell has a hold of me, but God will birth something through this. I knew I would do that. Hell says your life is a waste. Hell says the guy who's drunk is wasted. When Satan got into Judas, he called worship waste. And hell's plan for your life is to be wasted. Missed it. Loser. Dropped all the ball. Everything failed. Made a mess out of everything. That's the plan for hell. But when you are in the grip of the enemy, 
you've got to learn to start speaking that what they have planned for me is not going to happen I might feel like a failure but greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world I might feel like nothing but no weapon formed against me is able to prosper I might feel like I'm losing control but I've got a God that when it's impossible can bring me out of the worst And he started praying and he started declaring and he said, I will pay that which I have vowed, which means he had told God at some point before, send me anywhere and I'll preach your word. I'll go anywhere. And God said, I command the fish. Wait, let me just pause for a second. It said the fish vomited. This is really fun. I guarantee the restaurants will be empty tonight. The fish vomited. You know what happens before you vomit? You get nauseous. Oh, this is so awesome. (laughs) Nothing makes hell more nauseous than a stuck child of God prophesying, I'm coming out of this thing. Nothing makes hell more worried than somebody down on their luck, opening their mouth on a Friday night saying, guess what? By Sunday, Jesus said, destroy this temple, and in three days, I will raise it. Some of you need to stop waiting on a cheerleader to get you going. Get your mouth open and speak. My family will be saved. My job will be saved. My husband will be saved. My kids will come back to God. Who clap your hands, all ye people. Somebody shout, I have a destiny. I have destiny. No matter what the situation is, we have a God. We had the Everest Conference at our church a few months ago. Bishop came, Bishop Gleason came, blew it up. Crazy. Opening night, we had a guy, never saw him before. Shook his hand, left. After church, I said, hey, uh, the guy you shook hands with, yeah. He was slithering around like a snake in the altar afterwards. I was like, oh, that's nice. I was like, hope he comes back. Next night, there he is. I was like, we're going to have fun. Getting ready to leave, and they said, Pastor, one of the guys, Pastor, he's, he's doing his thing again. I said, okay. Walked over to him. I said, hey. And the Holy Ghost said, he's been in service with you before somewhere. And I said, where have you been in church where I was at before? He screamed the name of a church. Matt Tuttle's church invited Eastgate. Screamed real demonstratively. And I said, do you want to be free? He said, yes, I want to be free. And he kept twitching and all these weird movements. And I said, what's your name, man? He said, my name is Terrence. I said, Terrence. God can set you free, but you have to want to get out. I'm sick and tired of praying for people that don't really want to get out. You're dating the demon that you brought in the room. 
If you want to be free, then you need to get free. Stop expecting everybody to lay hands on you when you're dating that devil. You've got to make sure I'm casting that devil out with you when you help me pray. I said, what, what is it, Terrence? And he screamed, top of his lungs, and began to do all kind of weird movements. Perversion! And I said, spirit of homosexuality, come out of him right now in the name of Jesus. And he went crazy and screamed. And then he stopped. And tears rolled down his eyes. He said, what do I feel? I said, you feel Jesus. Raise your hands. Terrence raised his hands. Terrence got the Holy Ghost. I didn't know who Terrence was. I didn't know that Terrence moved to Dallas that very week, running from his old life and the old world that was chasing him. Terrence is watching right now. Terrence, I love you, wherever you're at. Terrence joined our church that night, Bishop. He's texted me every single day since then, six months, reading 10 chapters a day in his Bible. He's brought two disciples. Two of them have been filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name. I got a picture of Terrence. He went through discipleship. He's on our praise team now. Do not tell me. Do not tell me that God cannot get you out of anything. Do not try to tell this preacher that God cannot deliver you. You've got to want to be free, though. If you want to be free, you can be free. Either the son is set free. is free indeed. Made free. I don't know about you, but I didn't come. I, 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 we started this church, thank the Lord for his mercy. And we just, finished, we just had our one-year anniversary last week. And in the first year, God has filled 69 people with the gift of the Holy Ghost. 41 have been baptized The first year, and we already had four since last Sunday, so more than that. And can I tell you this? In the last three weeks, four people that were bound by lesbianism have been filled with the Holy Ghost. Two witches, two witches have come, been baptized in Jesus' name, and filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm not playing games. I have a God who can give you a whale of a miracle. It doesn't matter what's got a hold of you. God can get you out. Vomited him. One word from God to the fish. One word from God to your situation. One word from God to the spirit holding you. And instantly, no matter what it is, you will be released from that stronghold. And it threw him up, Pastor Gleason, on dry land. Shouldn't have thrown him up in the water. I mean, whales swim in the deep. But when God gets you out, you won't have to get out, then keep swimming out. I know this is going to shock some of you, but God doesn't need a 12-week program to get you off of drugs. He can get you off of drugs right now while you're standing here. 
I know some of you don't believe me, but God doesn't need three months to get you free from alcohol. He can loose you right now in the name of Jesus. We have a guy in our church right now who fought his wife for the last year from coming. And she, he was a backslider. But he told me a couple months ago, a couple weeks ago, he said, Pastor, when I came back three months ago, you didn't know this. I had smoked pot every day for 10 years. He said, then one Sunday morning, I just went to the altar like always and worshiped God. He said, but when I got home, the desire for pot wasn't there. And I haven't smoked pot in three months. Let me tell you, because if God wants to set you free, there's no devil. There's no addiction. There's no whale. There's no spirit that can keep you bound. I feel a very strong outpouring of the Holy Ghost is coming to this church on a Sunday morning very soon. A very strong outpouring of the Holy Ghost is going to take place in these altars where several people, dozens, will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I see it in the Spirit. I see your loved one coming out of the whale. I see the one that won't even listen to you, that ignores your text coming out of the whale. I see friends that you've invited over and over coming out of the whale. Hey, there's more than one way to describe coming out, bro. I'm sick of the demon stealing everything. The Bible says, come ye out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. You can come out of anything if you really want to. Well, I'm wrestling witchcraft in here, homosexuality in here, evil spirits of pornography in here. But I'm telling you in the name of the Lord Jesus, those demons will be cast out tonight. If you want to be free, there's no spirit in this room that can hold you bound. I command you to get your eyes open and get your heart ready. God can do exceedingly, abundantly. Nothing is in his way. Would you clap your hands and shout unto him? Stay standing, I'm done. And Jonah, historians say his skin was bleached from the inside of that whale. He makes his way straight to Nineveh, the place God said, go preach. Nineveh worshipped Dagon, a statue, half human, half fish. The torso to the head was a male human torso and head, but from the waist down, it was the body of a fish. And if you worship any other God besides their God, they executed you publicly. Before the whale, Jonah wanted nothing to do with Dagon and the Ninevites. But when you've survived what they worship, when you survive their best weapon, 
You don't come to church and patty cake it with your buddies on Friday night. When you know suicide was on you, but it had to throw you up. When you know depression was on you, but it had to throw you up. I wish some of you would be real and remember what God When you know alcohol was on you, but it had to throw you up. You don't patty cake it on Friday night. You know God can do anything. God brought me out. That's why I shout. That's why I dance. That's why I praise him. Because he did what you cannot do. We're almost there. You're waiting on the next point, but some of you need to get that praise in you that straight up ignores everything around When's the last time you ran the aisles? When's the last time you danced and did not care what you... Because real deliverance is not pretty. Real deliverance doesn't look cute. Real deliverance doesn't impress your friend. Real deliverance... Why are they doing all that crazy stuff? You don't know how they got here. If you knew how we got here, you'd know why. We do what we do. If you saw who they were with before and who they're with now, if you saw what they drank before and what the shata and what they drink now, if you saw how they talked before and how they talk now, you would understand why we dance the way we do. God brought me out of the whale's belly. God released me when there was no hope. I know this is sweet. I don't mean to be mean, but some of you would dance if we had music right now. I call that reactionary praise. You only worship when there's something pulling you. Give me some people that don't care if they play or don't play. I love the music, but when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out. Come on, mom and dad, don't just let the kids praise him. Come on, mom and dad, you know what he did for you too. He rescued you, he changed you, he healed you, he saved you. He's worthy to be praised. Still waiting on the music, I know. They'll play in a minute. They'll play in a minute. Okay? They'll play in a moment. 
But I want you to get the revelation that it wasn't the preacher or the music that's making you feel the way you feel. It was God and God only that reached down in your mess and said, let him go. Let her go. Let them go. If you've got nothing else to praise him for, would you just praise him for where you could be right now? If it had not been for him, where you would be right now. If it had not been where you should be right now. If it had not been for the Lord. We're about to see demonstration. We're about to see miracles in this room. But you need to get out while you can. Before you see God do what you want him to do. Get out of what you're bound by. Get out of what you're struggling with. You need to be free. Is there anybody in the pews? That would make it thunder in the belly of hell right now by lifting up your hands, lifting up your voice, and releasing a prophetic anointing in your family, in your house, in your marriage, in your mind. Somebody prophesy in the belly of hell. coming out of this. We will be delivered. Well, preacher, I've done too many things wrong. God's already replaced me. I wasted my opportunities. I've passed my prime. I failed too much. If he didn't replace Jonah, he's not replacing you. You might as well just accept it. He's got a plan for your life. And you need to make up your mind, I'm going to do everything I can to get out of the mess I've made so I can get a hold of God and be what he wants me to be. But I've got mental health issues. I command every mind right now to be healed by the authority of the word of God and the power of the name of Jesus. I come against anxiety and depression and suicidal thoughts and fear and panic attacks and worry and insecurity and doubt in the name of Jesus. I command there to be a releasing of your mind. The miracle begins in your mind. If you can believe God will do it, he's going to do it. Somebody shout Jesus! Somebody shout Jesus! Who's
stuck in something right now, raise your hand. Who needs a God moment? Who needs God to intervene? Raise your hand. Who's got a situation you can't fix? saith the Lord it's about to get uncomfortable in the womb it's about to get uncomfortable in the womb sometimes you've got to start moving when you know you're stuck sometimes you've got to start worshiping when you know you can't get out on your own Sometimes you've got to speak in faith when you know you can't fix it by yourself. Thank you for listening to this message. For more content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at The Life Church KC. Reference the episode notes for more details.